the Sunshine Patriot in a Crisis shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tier. And today we are joined by our good friend Marcus from TikTok. We'll put right. your name in the description at the bottom. So you decided to come on one of our most interesting and probably will cause Tier to lose his fucking mind. <laughs> I mean, I've been losing my mind about it all day. So. <laughs> all right. So before we go into the one that's absolutely going to set off tier, uh, we're going to start with uh, Florida Pass, the as the media is incorrectly calling it, the uh, don't say gay bill, which is that's not what it is. I, I would like to lovingly call it the don't say straight bill because they're actually going after teaching they're stopping the teaching of heteronormative sex and sex practice to children who are under the age of 10. You can say it's don't say gay, but it's don't say straight either. They're basically saying that if the kids are under 10 in a classroom city sitting, you're not allowed to sit here and talk about sex, the period. Fact, the fact that it has to be a fucking law bothers me. Wait, wait, wait. So basically it's it's ten year olds and below, and it only is in a in a teaching setting. If a child goes up to a teacher and says, I have these types of feelings, they can still talk to them. If a group of kids go to a teacher in the school and say, Can you tell us about the birds and the bees? they can still talk to them about it. However, it does have a requirement that if that conversation does happen. They have to inform the parents. But basically, as long as they're not teaching, I don't know why. Gay isn't even mentioned in it. And when you when we listened to Ron DeSantis go off about it, it was hilarious. But let's talk about sexy summer camps, shall we? Hold on. I have a little video to start us off. Just right. I love your tear. <laughs> a little video just to make some blood shoot out of tears. Ears. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. The sad day for pedophile teachers in Florida. Where the Senate there has passed a bill the press has dubbed the don't say gay bill. But in actuality, it just bans weirdos from talking about gender identity and sexual orientation to students under the age of 10. You know, something teachers shouldn't be talking to very young children about at all. And the fact that this bill was even thought of is more worrying than anything because that means people are doing it. Now, this has obviously led to a very funny meltdown for many child molesters on Twitter who seem to think grooming kids is some sort of right they should 
should have. They do so under the guise of complaining about making it impossible for alphabet young people to speak for themselves. Said Nadine Smith of Equality Florida, some organization that grifts money by whining, I suppose. No, they're all younger than 10. They don't know what any of that means unless a teacher tells them about it. Why is it so hard for teachers to get the message to stop talking about fucking with other people's children? But anyway, once my victory for normality doesn't stop the absolute deluge of nonsense coming our way at all times. So today, I bring you Miss Ashley, a real weirdo who probably needs to go on a register at the very least. But why is she a weirdo? Maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Let's look at the facts. Well, to start with, she's organizing a sex ed summer camp this year. Ah, not only discussing sex with the kids... But taking them away to a secluded area with you as well, eh? The summer camp is described as affirming non-binary... It's in Indiana for this ...social emotional learning through play. Well, that sounds very creepy indeed. That social emotional learning through play sounds like a woke white woman's version of... I've got a puppy in my van. Do you want to come and pet it? The camp's Our Whole Lives curriculum offers a positive affirming take (laughs) on puberty, human sexuality, and social emotional skills without coercive abstinence-based abstinence strategies. What a weird fucking salad. So you're going to talk about fucking alone in the woods with other people's children for four days. And we are expected to believe there's nothing untoward about this. Maybe I'm overthinking it though. Let's really deep dive into this. Kids at the summer camp will not be divided by gender when learning about puberty and sex, according to the FAQ section, because gender is a spectrum and not a binary. In addition, kids will see a condom demonstration. At this age, kids are primed for level-headed learning. They are information gatherers. There is no shame or ickiness associated. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I can hear the growling underneath the video. <laughs> Hold on, we're almost done with this with this portion. With using band aids, and that same philosophy is applied to condoms and other barriers in this body positive <laughs> curriculum. At this age, huh? So, if you're demonstrating condoms at 13, 14, I suppose. Oh, wait, they're going to demonstrate using condoms to eight year olds. What the fuck is wrong with these people? I just can't get my head around the thought process that makes you wake up in the morning and go, Wow, you know what? All I want to <laughs> do is show eight year olds how condoms work and talk about fucking with them. That really turns me on. And oh, yeah, they want you to give them $250 to take your kid into the woods and talk dirty to them for four days it's an odd grift i'll give them that marketers always talk about finding your niche this is probably one niche they'll have to themselves for quite some time i suppose now obviously miss ashley is receiving backlash from concerned parents because she appears to be an extreme danger to children to anyone normal and on her facebook page she tries to play the victim here saying the hate has begun if you're not aware purple parents is a hate group here in indiana they target books social emotional learning alphabet people etc well all of that may be true actually i don't know but it sure looks like they're targeting a pedophile all right so (laughs) so that's in indiana just so you know there are others around the country but the one that has the biggest hoopla right now do you want me to play the intro Would you like to meet one of the teachers? Perhaps. Yes? I want to murder him. Would you like to meet the person? Oh. Yes? It makes me angry, but go ahead, fine, do it so they can understand why I'm... All right, here we go. We'll show you another way. Anything you would like to say, Marcus? Or are you just as flabbergasted as we are? No, no, I'm, I'm simply, I'm, I'm, I, I want to find out if we could organize the same weekend they're doing this, like a, uh, 
a retreat for um, like-minded ammo and gun enthusiasts. Oh, there in you a, go. In, a, in the adjacent lot, you know. <laughs> We're gonna call All it right. the liquor, guns, bacon, and trains. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's how we should. Why does she look like a fucking cow? Yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages. All, all ages. Ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions, and we teach them the language for their bodies. Right? That's your nose. Touch your nose. Show Aunt T. You can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? <laughs> we don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas, all of us need to be exploring our body. That's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy. And I recommend it, it to people of all ages. All ages. As yeah, soon as repeating. my nephews could talk. All ages. All ages. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where Chum's head explodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really quick, just jumping back on the uh, the Florida don't say the don't say gay bill or whatever. Yeah. You know, when did when did was it a when because you know we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Pops. We're similar in age. When did it become acceptable to talk about this stuff anyway? When did that start? Because when I was in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, I got the I got the uh, the class in fifth grade. You know the video they showed you, and it was very vague. They split up the girls, they split up the boys. They talked about puberty. That was it, and you had to have consent from your parents. But other than yeah. that, in kindergarten, I think I uh, I learned how to. I got a badge for tying my shoes. In <laughs> kindergarten, know? we still thought that girls had cooties. Yeah. All right. So let, let's give a little background. Okay. So the sexy summer camp that she's running is being put on in Hazard, Kentucky by four women who have absolutely no business at all being allowed anywhere near children like ever. The camp is aimed at third through fifth graders and is led by four women, Tanya Turner, Caitlin Cummings, Laura Helene and Kirsten Uten, right? Uh, let's see. I have a picture for those of you who are, well, you. Why do they so, all look like walruses banging fucking beluga whales, okay? Damn. <laughs> uh, these girls got to sneak up on a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> mm. Yes. Be calm. Be calm. Okay. Do you know what worries me the worst about this? Is you look at these women and you realize these are the man-hating women that our that our parents warned us about. These are the people that that these are groomers. These are pedophiles. There's no other way to talk about it. She's talking about you know having her having her nephews as soon as they could talk jerk. I was like, I don't remember jerking the gherkin when I was ten. So. All right, so these women are running the Sexy Summer Camp for Children in Borough, Kentucky, with the lessons on sexual liberation, 
gender exploration, BDSM. Now remember, this is third through fifth grade. BDSM, being a sex worker, self-managed abortions, having sexual activity while using licit and illicit drugs. Oh, and by the way, the term sexy summer camp, that's not something that we jumped on. That's what they named it. So let's meet some of these individuals. We have animals. Tanya Turner. Oh, and I have to go open up the tweet to see it. All right. So Tanya is a femme. Okay. This is how she explains herself. It's the small writing that you can't see very well. Right. Tanya is, or sorry, Taney is a femme, fat, queer, magical pleasure worker, educator, and artist. She was raised in hey. North Kentucky. Hey, can she, can she repeat that first line for me? Taney <laughs> is a femme, fat, queer, magical pleasure worker, educator, and artist. Those are words that should never mix together. Hold on. She was raised we'll be on a in rural... <laughs> right? right? She was raised in rural Kentucky by a host of witchy women alongside sisters and cousins. A coven mountain matriarchy, if you will, on Stony Fork. Her craft oh, tools are it. candles, crystals, oils, plants, music, sex toys, tarot, the moon, and instincts of a triple water sign. Cancer, sun, Scorpio, moon, and rising. In 2012, Tanya started this Appalachian sex ed collective called Sexy Sex Ed and co-founded the party podcast known as Trillbillies in 2017. With over a decade of rural organizing practice towards healing, abolition, and liberation, she fantasizes about a whole other world. Tanya lives high on a Kentucky mountaintop with lots of plants, a steamy hot tub, and several furry familiars. You can join her covenant. I'm not even going to fucking say it. All right, let's go to the next one. There <laughs> This is Caitlin Cummings. Caitlin is a 23-year-old radical queer mountain woman that grew up in the haulers of Vico, Kentucky. Oh, she my grew God. Up, it explains so fucking much. They're all a fuck a bunch of inbreds up there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Don't make me laugh. We're supposed to be raging. All right, so she grew up always hearing about the injustices of the world and wanting to do things to help. No, you're fucking right. She's in British yet. She is currently working on a degree in human services where she plans to expand her sex ed work to help people understand that with proper sex ed and body love, you can heal in a lot of different ways. As she has herself, she's worked with All Access. I don't know what EKY is, but... Through the oh, Apple Shop, Kentucky. through Apple Shop, making media to raise awareness about reproductive health care issues in the Appalachia. Caitlin has volunteered with different organizations throughout her college life, including a whole bunch of fucking letters, Girls Rock Camp in Whitesburg, Kentucky, which is a camp made to empower girls, gender non-conforming, and trans youth with music, self-expression, and self-love, as well as The Cottage, a child abuse advocacy center that handles cases of child abuse in ages 1 to 17 years old. Isn't that kind she's, of a conflict of interest? She's full service. She's, <laughs> she's looking for clients. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's keeping herself busy on both ends. She's also volunteered with the New Opportunity School for Women, which is a program of Beria, Kentucky, that oh, helps yeah. women. Whatever helps women in Appalachia with educational, financial, and personal circumstances in their life. She loves plants, social justice, and you're not going to be surprised about the last one: good food. Oh, no fucking shit. She likes good food. She hasn't said no to anything that was on a fucking plate. But oh my god. Okay, so you're telling me we got it in Hazard. And we got Stony Creek. And Bra I'm fucking surrounded on all goddamn sides by these people. Wait, wait, wait. That's just two. We have two more. Then you have Laura Halen. Laura is an 18 year old musician, songwriter, and activist based in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. Oh, for Growing up in the Appalachian foothills, Laura's life and work have been greatly impacted by the magnificence of the mountains. Their songs and activism reflect both the beauty and struggles of living in eastern Kentucky while weaving in the story of her own wild and wonderful life. Laura places great value and focus on the rich musical heritage of her home, especially in regards to banjo, dance calling, and protest songs. As a young nine, blah, as a young non-binary queer in Appalachia, Laura strives to use their songs, voice, and laugh. To fight uh, human rights and systematic change in the no, region. No, 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 no. Hold up. I'm going to Through... put a stop to this right the fuck here. Mount Sterling is not Appalachia. They're just like a spitting distance from Lexington. There are a bunch of cuck wannabe hillbillies that have to drive into Lexington to find some sort of, oh, fuck. Laura founded their school's first ginger sexuality alliance, Open Light, which now has over 45 members. They're a proud alumni and intern of Girls Rock Whitesburg and a member of the Family Folk Week Steering Committee at Hindman Settlement School. Laura is a sex educator with sexy sex ed and spends time co-facilitating sex education workshops for fellow Appalachian youth. Wait, I saved the best for last. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> Who ate meet, her? Meet Kirsten Uten. Kirsten is young. Okay. Yes. That accent's going to get you slapped through this computer screen. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm doing it. I'm just trying to. Well, I'm just trying to. On his wounds. I'm just trying to build up the. Wait, wait. Hold on. I'm just. I'm just trying to build it up. And. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to shoot blood from my eyeballs. Kirsten is a young, fat, differently able. What the fuck? <laughs> differently, differently abled. Differently able. Oh fuck! I don't know if I can make it through this foot without laughing. Okay, differently able. Hold on. <sighs> Professional. Okay. Well, differently abled queer community organizer and college student from Southern West Virginia. She works as a Vista. In Charleston and works with kids. She has always dreamt of space where fat folks feel appreciated, normalized, and safe. So she created it. Kirsten led West Virginia's first body positive party in 2019. 
and that has led her into a world of fighting for inclusivity for people like her. She's also worked with Planned Parenthood to secure period products for students across southern West Virginia. Although Kirsten has taken a step back in the last six months to focus on her health, she is back and better than ever. She uses the same techniques from Sexy Sex Ed platform and her daily job and is very passionate about sexuality education. Kirsten loves all things plants and body love. I'm going to say something that's going to sound kind of funny considering it's coming from me. I'm a cornbread-fed son of a bitch, all right? We're just going to call it as it is. I'm healthy. Well, probably beyond healthy. The reason these poor particular individuals are so into sex ed is because they've never gotten any. All four of them look like 1980s villains wrestler, villain wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. They do. <laughs> Okay, so for those of you who haven't seen these pictures at home on Twitter, on you know, uh, uh, on those sites, so let do you remember the WWE wrestler Bad Bad Bigelow? Bam Bam Bigelow, right? Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. With the tattoos and the piercings and the shaved head. Okay, now now imagine them all being females. I can't unsee that. <laughs> But am I wrong? Okay, okay. How about how, instead of Bam Bam Bigelow? How about uh, the um, who are the country boys? The moonshiners. Look, look, if Rosie O'Donnell, right? If Rosie O'Donnell and Joy Behar had love children and spread them all over the Eastern Kentucky area, that's that's what. If they had loved children, kick them down a flight of stairs. Did you see? I put them in order. I put like, them in order. Like One, he, he starts out looking normal, two, a little creepier, three, what the fuck, and then four. Who ate? Where's Waldo? <laughs> Start again, and we'll do it with Chum's uh, blood pressure. One, two, three. Why? No. All right. Well, it's not all fun and games. We we all know that they, they have an agenda. So let's find out what that agenda is, shall we? All right. So we're, uh, hold on. I'm going to read some of these. Sex with me, self-pleasure, reproductive oh, health. No, 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 that, that's the, that's the E version for those of you who can't come to the, to the actual one. This they is do just, this. how is that not considered the production of child pornography? This is just the virtual. The camp one is this one. Allow me to read you some of them based off of their schedule. You thought you were going to read them and get around it, didn't you? Oh, no. I only gave you the virtual ones. Shall we just do the virtual one? You've already put my, my blood pressure up. on it. I can't believe this is happening 45 minutes from my fucking house. I'll tell you what. I'll be goddamn. All right, but so, I might be making a. I might so be organizing the, something. Now look at the virtual one because I want to see how it's different, right? Okay. With, with the description and uh, without. Okay, so so remember, this is over the course of several days. Ready? Sex with me. While yours is the class, <laughs> mine is the self pleasure workshop. 
I want to read you the description so that I can watch your head explode. Ready? Because I'm going to emphasize one particular sentence. And you'll know it when I get to it. Ready? Participants will explore personal views on self-pleasure, as well as learn techniques to make the most out of their masturbation experience. This workshop will include discussion, games, and some hands-on practice. How how is that? <laughs> Hands up. Wait, wait. And then in parentheses, uh. and then in parentheses, it says hands on on hands. They're going hate, to help your child masturbate. You. I, no. <laughs> wait. Okay. And these are. Oh my fucking Jesus. <laughs> Okay. I... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you think the people, the Appalachian community, are looking at this and saying, "Can't we have the methamphetamine uh, pandemic?" Oh, no, no, no. Please? Here's the funny part. Here's the like... funny part. I mentioned it to several people, and they were like, "Wait, the fuck are you talking about?" It's like it's in hazard. No, it can't be. It's like yes, it is. They were talking about, you know, we're going against the uh, pro-abstinence. I was like, you know, if you just taught kids to maybe not fucking sleep around or use protection, you could avoid this. But no, you're going to do, you're going to teach them how to pleasure themselves because that's the only love you ever got. All right. I'm going to skip some of these because some of these I'm not necessarily opposed to. I think that the age group is wrong. You know, the reproductive health, the basics and beyond. Uh, you could have read right? the, the July 22. Yeah, yeah. But what about the uh, uh, let's talk about sex one on July 20th? Oh, they, they even said they're going to. Oh. They're basically showing your third to fifth graders porn. Ah, uh, yes. And then Thursday, July 22nd, is over-sexualization and the policy of blackness. Okay, um, um... <laughs> let me, let me so, so all four of you are actresses <laughs> in the adult film or the adult entertainment, that's what they said, ah... Uh, uh, and you're going to talk about over-sexualization. Like, conflict of interest, do you have, like, your link in bio or something? Like, what the fuck? Wait, wait. <laughs> then you have the 27th of July. Sex ed for trans folks. Focusing on language affirmation as well as creating spaces for gender exploration and euphoria through sex. Topics will include pre-sex discussion, language, body diversity, masturbation techniques, STIs, gender exploration and affirmation, BDSM, and more! <laughs> wait, wait, did you just say masturbation technique? Okay, okay, okay. Look, you know what? I now identify as a fucking Abrams tank, and I'm just going to run over anybody in my fucking way. <laughs> and as my sexuality have... is now pow and pew, okay? Fuck off. All right, I, had, I had kids in this age range, and I swear to God, you guys would be reading about me in the... The national media, if anybody else right. tried to teach my kids. So like, I'm, okay, have... I'm angry enough that I don't even know how to form a fucking coherent sentence at the moment. Because <laughs> I see the next one and it's like, oh my god damn. Wait, okay. So now we have self-managed abortion. 
These are third to fifth graders, people. Third to fifth graders. Just so you, you know, understand. We'll provide information about self-managed abortion to reduce self-managed abortion stigma. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell them to to use the the rusty, not the rusty coat hanger, but the clean one. I mean. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. How to properly throw yourself down a flight of stairs. Like, what the fuck? I guess. So they're using World Health Organization's listed protocols for self-managed abortion safe and supported info guide. We'll provide information to three to fifth year, third graders to fifth graders. Basically, children under the age of fucking 11. What is how, to per, how to perform abortions. What? It is Kentucky. There might be some 12-year-olds have been held back a couple of times. All right, I'm going to the next one. Pelvic floor health is for everyone. No, no, it's not. No, no. My favorite is the three P's. P's pee, yeah. poop, and pleasure. Like, okay, Join. if you're mixing pee and poop with their pleasure, we need to have a whole other discussion on what the fuck is wrong with you. How about sex on drugs? This workshop will explore the nuances of engaging in sexual activity while using illicit and licit. I... I must not understand that word because to me, they're they're in third to fifth grade. Aren't they all illegal, illicit drugs? <laughs> I mean, anything short of baby aspirin, motherfuckers. Really? I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah. Sprinkle a little powdered sugar on the goddamn Oreos? Together, we will explore while people engage in sexual activity while on drugs, the nuances of substance use and consent, and harm reduction strategies around having sex on substances. Little Johnny, remember to take your Flintstone vitamin and your Cialis before school today. What the fuck? Damn! No, no, uh, hold on. Did you not, I mean, reread that last sentence. We'll be exploring while people perform sexual activities. I'm like, okay, wait, 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 wait. So basically what you're saying is you're going to be showing porn to kids and then porn while they're on drugs to kids. Right. How is this not grooming? How is this not considered? Um, oh. Wait, wait. Okay, so the next one is eugenics and Appalachia. Oh, fuck them. There's not enough black people here to matter. No, no, no. Eugenics was targeted at the Mountain South folk, the Appalachian, the, the country folks. Because, it look, eugenics wasn't originally designed in the United States to target black people. It was to no, target no, okay, immigrants. Okay, hold on, hold on. And those they I, thought were imbeciles. I, I was looking I was looking up some of their discussion topics on eugenics. And no, they're, they're dealing with the black side of eugenics. Well, they're stupid twice. So I, yeah. I, I vote that maybe for them we should bring back eugenics. So uh, anyhow... Um, <laughs> I know, unpopular opinion. I don't care. So, no, no, no. Contraceptive options. Yeah. Hey, I've got one for you. I've got the world's best contraceptive. I want to play this off to you guys. I think we should actually uh, find a way to market this. What you're going to do is you're going to take a tic tac, you're going to put it between your knees. A tic tac. A tic-tac, and you go to no, put it between no, your knees. Wait, no, hold on, hold on, let me finish, let me finish. You put it between your T's and you have to, between your knees, and you have to hold that tic-tac there all day. You can't look, let it drop. Look, look, I grew up in a different generation than you did. We didn't have tic-tacs, we had nickels. Uh, so you had to put the nickel between your, between your knees. Now, 
with the rising cost of inflation and products in Biden's economy, the nickel is actually worth less than a TikTok. Save that shit for when you need to eat it because you won't be able to buy any fucking bread. Put that nickel between your knees. Trust me. Maybe a penny, depending on how bad inflation gets. <laughs> the fact that it's worth more to melt them down than it is to actually use them. <laughs> all right, all right. I get to do the next one. Oh, no. Navigating sex, pleasure, and liberation as a differently abled person. The fuck is differently abled? Um... I'm looking up Wait, for this. In this workshop, I will give information, tips, advice, etc. to folks who are differently abled like myself and on the road to sex liberation, discovering their bodies while being a sex worker or hiring sex workers, navigating relationships or more. I'm sorry. Does differently abled mean ho? I'm confused by the well, description. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, the inability to keep your fucking legs closed is now considered a disability. Uh. It says here, from Miriam Webster, of all the fucking things, I am actually... Being differently abled is having a disability. Disabled since um, <laughs> the sports program and foundation offers a dozen different sporting events for differently abled athletes. It is the consolation prize, the pity party, the participation fucking trophy. Hey, you're fucking retarded, so we're going to call you differently abled so you don't feel bad. Maybe you all should check into a goddamn mental institute. <laughs> Damn it. They closed them all down, and then they shut down the 24-hour Walmart, so they have nowhere else left to go. They decided to take children into the woods to go teach them. I mean, for God's sakes, that's literally... Okay, I, I have you... Okay, need, need, the need. only thing that could make this more Appalachian Kentucky is if they took them to the cave system to teach them. No, no, okay, you don't understand. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, you don't, no, you don't you don't fucking understand. Do you know how many caves there are in Hazard, Kentucky? Yes, I do. That's do you know why how many abandoned mines there are. <laughs> well, Chum, you were saying, like, how is this not considered grooming? And when does this become a manual or a defense for somebody to say, Well, I was you know, I, I didn't commit any any crime. I was properly educated at this because I'm sure they're getting some sort of. It is a not-for-profit. They're getting some sort of state funding. They are. They have a donation link. Do you want me to share it? No, I saw it in fucking hell. I <laughs> fuck. Okay, look. I was. I was on a. Oh, it's gonna give me a fucking aneurysm. My brain is firing on like a thousand synapses a second. Okay. The part that bothers me is remember we were talking about the first day the the workshop with hands-on and hands-on hands-on learning like how is that not Okay, my question, the only the only one in there that I could actually reasonably see if they were fucking 13 or above, maybe maybe 11 is the cycle tracking. Right? Not the description that they're using in the thing, but how to keep track of your cycle, right? And I understand that prepubescent females, but they're not splitting it up off of they say the, that men can the have sex of the child. Men can have cycles too. Did that just break your brain to fucking say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need a beer. 
It's just the wrong year to quit drinking. Dude. Okay, so so now that we discussed, <laughs> I just like they're literally saying, how is that not considered pedophilia or or? or, or... Okay. And literally saying, hey, we're going to help you jack off. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. you're going to help a third to fifth grader jack off because you want to teach them how to masturbate. Why? When I was in third to fifth grade, I was too busy making, I don't know, spud guns. Using a slingshot full of uh, of dirt clods because I couldn't get in trouble for it. You hit it and all the all the evidence has disappeared. I was climbing monkey, you know, monkey bars. Wait. I was playing football. Like, what the fuck? I wasn't sitting here going, hey, look, I got a wheelie. Let's jack it off real quick. All right, so I want to read you some of the Twitter comments underneath the people who posted to expose this information. Because there are some people who are outraged, and then there are others who are defending them. Can we take a list and just start marking them down in a little book? Just like, hey, 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 we call this our shopping list. All right, so are the parents informed at all? Of are of informed about all of this before sending their kids to this camp. How can this be allowed? It's weird to be pushing this agenda onto kids, and it makes the whole sex education subculture look ghoulish and creepy. No, these four, the these four make the subculture of sex ed look yeah. creepy and ghoulish. Hey, look, it's Barbara Manatee. <laughs> Somebody, of course, you have the 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 dude who just doesn't care, saying I'd do at least two of them. Uh, <laughs> Look, you couldn't pay me enough. They could be the last four females on the planet, and I am the last great hope for mankind to repopulate. And guess what would happen? The world would die. <laughs> Had a good run. Why do you need to blast these women's identities out on Twitter to do Because this? they're fucking sex offenders. It's cruel and unnecessary. No, it's justice. This doesn't say it's for children. Bitch, on the main page, it says third to fifth graders. <laughs> I hate people. The more I look into the world, the more I realize the Grinch was right. Fucking hate people. Sincere questions for everyone. Parents aside, who do you see as ideal teachers for sex ed? Do you think of a doctor or teacher or someone else? Do you look back and wish that you knew more? I feel that these women could help children understand it in a way that parents wouldn't be able to. Okay, look, 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 look. This is going to sound terrible, but if I had to find a compromise, like 13, I mean, I guess at that point, girl, guys are starting to go, hey, look, those are girls that are pretty cute. And the girls are starting. Okay, maybe you're teaching third to fucking fifth graders about fucking sex, making them watch porno and talk about drugs. I, I want you to know. They're that. normalizing deviant behavior. That's what it is. It is it is deviants looking out for deviants and <laughs> grooming them, especially if you think you thank you fucking COVID and our goddamn government. Not only mentally fucked our the next generation, now we're literally physically fucking our next generation. Wait, oh hold on. We were warned. We were warned. I want to bring you to a sub-quote that I was reminded of. From Brave New World. Ready? (laughs) In a little grassy bay between tall clumps of Mediterranean heather, two children, a little boy of about seven, and a little girl who might have been a year older were playing. 
very gravely with all of the focused attention of scientists intent on a labor of discovery. A rudimentary sexual game. Charming, charming, the DHC repeated sentimentally. You were warned. We were warned. And it is the accepting of deviant behavior a little bit and then a little bit more. When, a, when they can make you laugh at it, they can make you accept it. When they put it in TV, when they put it in cartoons and they make you laugh at it, within five to ten years it will become accepted. As much as everybody sits here and says that they hate pedos and that they hate maps, the fact that they're getting society to do TED Talks about how it's just a sexual preference, how they're allowing situations like this, how they are allowing people to sit here and exploit the young, they want to infantilize the adults and sexualize the children to bring them together. Within five years, pedophilia will be legal in the United States. Mark my words. And I will be a criminal. I get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll be right there with you. I'm just saying that's where we're headed. I got, I got a book of a thousand and one ways to die. <laughs> I'd like to test them and I have some new ideas I can write down. <laughs> well, I, like, I... So again, but like, how do these it... people, or how Is... are they able to run this, first off? Welcome to, to get... Biden's America. We fucking, there, yeah. there's a fucking pedophile in charge of our goddamn nation. Yeah. They. They get people, all they had to do was make it so that what they did is they got you to accept a little bit of deviancy, something that, you know, I don't care if a man sleeps with a man. I don't care if a woman sleeps with a woman. And then they started to twist those lines. Well, what is male? What is female? What there's is a certain, there's a certain amount that can be, uh, and I hate, I, I know that you and I are going to argue because we, but we can butt heads on this, but we can both agree that whatever happens between two consenting adults is between the two consenting adults. It's when you start putting the fucking I, children in it. I agree with you, but when you start a deviant thought pattern, it will naturally get twisted over time. That's humans for you. Anytime, anything. Exactly. When you take something and you and you deviate from the norm, it wait, wait, twists. Wait, 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 wait. I know I'm younger than both of you. A fact of which I love rubbing in your faces on a regular basis. I just want you to know that it's nice being 20 years younger than you two. Um, 20? Motherfucker. You're not 20 years younger than me. That, that number keeps growing every time I yeah, Every fucking You're 20 years younger. You got highway miles. <laughs> You've been road hard, put away wet if you're 20 younger, years younger than us. At least I got ridden hard, I guess. What the fuck? Um, I remember growing up when I was, uh, I want to say I was about 12 or 13. And it was it was all across the nation. Everybody was talking about the pre-Stiddling kids. Right. Okay, 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 okay. How's that any fucking different? It's not. Yeah, but somehow, some way, it's apparently socially acceptable. <laughs> okay, here's why. Wait, wait, ready? Here's why. I think it should be socially acceptable to hang them from trees. Uh, anyway, carry on. <laughs> if, if, if pedophilia is a sexual preference, then burying bodies is classified as gardening. Exotic gardening. You got to put an endangered species on top. 
This way they can't move it. You're just you're just waiting for me to sit here and bring out the unicorn killer pun again since it's almost my son's birthday. I wasn't gonna say go with lock him in the box in a closet and then go create Earth Day. Mulch. <laughs> Mulch. But, uh, okay, look, like I, there's very few things that actually get me as amped up as attacking children. But I don't understand. There are literally people defending this garbage. These human pieces of shit. In the name of inclusivity and tolerance, they have beaten you with that word till you accept anything that your masters tell you. You gave not me you. Phrase. Just you gave me. You gave me a phrase a few a few months back, right out, shortly after we met, where you 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 hit me with it, hit me with it until it stuck. And this is okay. how I described this to my mother tonight when I when I when I told her about it. She was like, why are you so... She said, I haven't seen you this amped up in a while. I was like, okay. People have become so open-minded, their fucking brains have fallen out. Yes. They have to They have to virtue signal that they are inclusive and they are tolerant. So much that they refuse to take a stand on anything. <laughs> Look, if, if this was attached to a religious organization, right... You're kind of just saying, if this was attached to the Catholic Church, for example, they like these same people running these groups would be up in arms in the streets, rioting and looting. So they, you know, like you were saying, what happened to the all, to the issue with the priests? What happened with this? What happened with that? And <coughs> again, what Pop said, they normalize a little bit and then they take it. You give them an inch and they fucking run with it. Jordan Since, Peters, Jordan Peterson probably says it best. I will push you and push you and push you and push you and push you until you fight back, and then I'll wait a little bit, and then I'll push you and push you and push you just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, and then you'll sit here and you'll wake up and you go, "How did I get this far back?" Well, I moved you there. I didn't have to move you there all in one lump. You know, it's the same thing when you look at the COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. I move you just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. I take away just a little bit of your freedoms. It's called death by a thousand cuts. Just a little bit. And that is how freedom dies. Not with a roar, not with a war, but with a whimper. That is how, that is how decency dies. That is how humanity dies. With a whimper, and it, 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 and people like us that we we we've allowed it. We've 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 seen them coming closer. We know that they're pushing, but then there's a stop. There's a this far, no further, and we're radicals now. So, did you ever think you're a, you're a you've worked in the the law enforcement community? So let me ask yes. you this. Did you ever think that we would get to a point where protecting our children from sexual deviance would make us criminals, would make us radicals? No, I, I got to be honest. I, I knew a few people who worked in uh, like sex crimes units, what it's called. And a lot of people headed over there so they could get the detective badge. But part of it is the sex crimes unit was dealing with child, uh, children and trauma and, and sexual abuse and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, you, it, people were going crazy doing that because it, you know, seeing what actual scum is out there and what they do to these kids. The fact of the matter that there's such a defense, and they even have terms like MAP now, like you know, they normalize it or tried to lessen the stigma for 
they have made TV shows and TED Talks justifying the pedophilic. Now there's good pedophiles and bad pedophiles. The good pedophiles are the ones that suffer from the urges and haven't got caught. I mean, say that they don't practice it. And then the other ones are the what? The bad ones are the ones that have acted on their impulses. But the fact that I like they normalize the term maps, it and there's what's that? I like the term maps, though. Do you know why? Because then you could identify them much easier. Oh no! Besides that, it's just they're going to need a map to find all the parts. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do no, our own version fact, of a scavenger hunt. And the fact that we have people though that are willing to defend this. Who aren't considered those people? You know what I mean. And you know, take it back when pops and I were kids. You know, 20, apparently twenty years before you were born, chum. Uh-huh. Um, thirty, right? <laughs> 30, now it's thirty. <laughs> A lot of people's issues were left in the in the dark, and nothing got handled. All right, so things started coming out, and people started handling these issues, right? Where at what per- point did they make a left turn from handling these issues? to identifying and normalizing, you know, like, you know, so-and-so's uncle, go ahead, please. No, I'll tell you, and, and you're going to be mad about this for just a split second. Cause you're going to realize what I'm getting at. We started handing out Narcan, Narcan when we started mm-hmm. actually facilitating all these people with drugs, it was only a, a one small side step to where they started facilitating all sorts of sexual deviancy. Well, <clears throat> When harm reduction drugs, like such as Suboxone and stuff like that, and methadone went from harm reduction to maintenance. So it went from, it's, you know, harm reduction so people can not overdose and die, which I completely agree with, and not treating them, but keeping them on these, these drugs for a longer period of time instead of getting them actual help and letting them to be reliant on another drug. I totally agree with that, you know, because you're just prolonging the issue. It, it it just blows my mind. So, so I I know we're we're starting to get near the end of the episode. So uh, let me let let me say that uh, it, for the other news, we will be back to covering the fact that the United States has started to authorize the current digital dollar. Um, the fact that Soylent Green took place in twenty twenty. Oh, fuck uh, the fact that the symptom Simpsons predicted wor- nuclear hellfire on the United States, May 5th, 2022. Um, with all of those predictions, we'll get back to those. But in terms of the Ukraine Russian, I want to state that because of this particular topic, I have decided that I'm going to side with the Russians in their stance uh, because they have the ability to sit here and force a pedophile to dig their own grave, kill them in it, bury it, and not get charged with a crime. Okay. You know, it's interesting because I was talking to mom. Mom actually asked me, she's like, you know, I over especially over the last little bit, last, what, eight, nine months, she goes, you've gotten increasingly quiet, withdrawn, bitter, and angry. She goes, why? It's like, because mom, instead of ignoring the reality that's around us, I've looked into the dark. I've looked into the abyss that is humanity. And I realized that we allowed it because we didn't want to rock the boat. We didn't want to be... The person that stood out, the bigot, the evil person. We didn't want to hurt people's feelings. We didn't want to deal with it because it was inconvenient. And we've hit a point now where we've hit critical mass and it doesn't matter what we do. There was a 
podcast today where somebody was talking about in Tennessee, they were voting on this type of curriculum. And they had 20 people come out to the, uh, the school board meeting, which is a lot for a school board, but it's not a lot of people in the county. 20. You cannot expect a politician to rise above your ability to act. If the people won't get out and make their voices known in a community, why would the politicians? When you have... What was that that, that quote that you gave me uh, a while back? We actually listened to it. It's like... uh... It was about the convention of states, but he says, you get the power, you get the power back into your hands, and then you better fucking keep it. Ah, yes, Steve Dace, yes. Uh, he gave a speech at an Iowa campaign rally, and yeah, I, I really like that one. I'm going to find that one and maybe add it to the end of this episode so people can hear it again, but I have to find it. You know, the, the fact that even our school boards have become more politicized uh, and what's going on in the nation. I said this a while back, you know, we really have to pay more attention to our local elections. We have to pay attention more to our county and uh, state more than we have to, the, you know, like it's these lower levels that are allowing this other stuff to happen. We have to pay more attention to our local, our local uh, infrastructure. Not, not to be offensive to you, but what we've just talked about the topic tonight and one of the reasons I was so fucking angry about it. I would have expected that from a state like New York, California, some of the liberal states, but to find uh, it here, state, yeah. yeah, to find it here in Kentucky, less than forty-five minutes one way and forty-five minutes in the other from my house, and realize that here we are, and they're spreading the the deviancy here, and it's being ignored. Yeah, no wonder we, like I said, and I, I said it before, I will say it again, and people can get mad at me for doing it. We not only did we mentally fuck our next generation, now we're literally fucking them. Well, remember, it wasn't that long when we talked about that jackass who was, who advocated. The, the I, professor that advocated for, for pedophilia. I have him. Hold difference. on. Oh. I think uh, there's a moral dilemma. No, there's not. There's, there's really not. But there's, you know, people say that that murder is a moral dilemma, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't think it's murder to get rid of pedophiles. And and the reason, let me let me explain this, like I did to my mother tonight. I was like, look, she's like, I can't believe you would say that. I was like, oh, it's simple. When you realize that in California, they're they're putting a 26 year old transgendered fuckwit into juvenile detention with other with females for two years after he raped a 10 year old. Or they're letting the kid in fucking Loudoun County after he assaulted and raped three girls just because he was wearing a skirt and he's the center of a media outcry. He is now considered the fucking victim. The justice system is fucking broken. The fact that you would get more time for assaulting that either one of these people, these animals, you would get and you would spend more time for assaulting them than they will for raping and ruining children's lives. Oh, because you know why? <laughs> because you know why? Because it's a hate crime. Because you target them because of their belief. You know, you, you targeted them there because of their... It, it is broken. Look, on the other end, I worked 
again, I was a police officer in New York City, uh, and I am uh, a right-winged person in a very, very left-winged area. And nothing more, uh, nothing showed me that more than working with the uh, Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. Well, you here, know, let I, me play a video of where we started. Before you do that, let that me let me. An adult oops. male uh, wants to have sex with. Go ahead. Let me let me bother you a little bit more, Marcus. Um, that Loudoun County individual that we were talking about, that mm -hmm. fucking skis nut, that little twit that decided he was going to wear a dress, and that's all that it took to be considered a female. And he must. Did you realize the prosecutor in that case is a is a sex offender? Yes, a child sex offender. Yeah. Which means, and I think it happened before he was a lawyer, right? It yes. happened before he was, yeah. But he still but that had shouldn't to matter. It shouldn't matter. You, you still had to go to the bar and explain to him his past. Like, you, no, there's still a code though. of ethics. Well, no, here's what's funny. They didn't catch it until almost four years after he was hired. Uh, it, it blows, it that blows my mind. Break your brain. Now, now, one thing. This naked mole rat looking motherfucker. <laughs> He's turkey neck wearing a fucking turtleneck. I mean, this is where we started. And this is the, the time that, that Pops actually saw me almost bust a fucking blood vessel. <laughs> and Fair. I'm going to mute myself because I cannot make it through this dude's dribble without screaming at the top of my lungs. All right. Tell me when. <laughs> All right. Here we go. A 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is in fact wrong. I think this is a mistake, and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. Well, there's a couple of things to say here. One is, even if you are looking for a threshold, let's say there's a threshold, I'm, I'm making this number up, but let's say it's at age eight. Um, still, that tells you that some adult child sex is permissible. Second, the notion that it's wrong even with a one-year-old is, is not quite obvious to me. There are reports in some cultures oh, of man. grandmothers filleting their, uh, the baby boys to calm them down when, when a colicky. Now, I don't know if this is true, but this, this is sort of widely reported as occurring in, in, in at least one culture. And it, it working, that the grandmothers believe, believe this actually works. If this were to be true, and again, I don't know it to be true. If it were to be true, it's hard to see what would be wrong with it. So, yeah, I, I guess I think, no, I, I don't think there's a blanket period beyond which this is permissible. If we're interested in willing participation, which is the way I structured it, then yeah, there's a, there's a point below which people aren't willing participants in anything because they don't have intentions or they don't have the sort of mental states that allow for willing participation. But no, I, I don't. I don't think it's blanket wrong at any age. <laughs> I was still the adult child sex. That's always a big seller. Oh yeah. Well, that I, I had. Um, I had good friends who said, "Are you crazy? Do not write that book." Man, listen, you're talking to a guy who for 25 years has been making arguments more or less in defense of adult child sex in classrooms. Uh, and I don't, know if the, I don't know if it's the same argument as yours, but I even authored a piece in the Daily Beast in which I called into question the age of consent laws, oh, um, which is, yeah. you know, and I, I brought to bear the arguments I was making in class. And let's, I'm going to see how they, whether they jive. 
So, Marcus, you I think that's the uh, first time you've seen that. That is the first time I've seen it. Do you, anybody ever watch Family Guy when Quagmire goes to a party and he sees the girl? And he's like, how old are you? She's like, 15. He's like, 18? <laughs> I like I like where this is going. He did the same exact thing. He went from 12 to 8 down to 1. Like he, And normalizing each time. Willing participant at 12? Fuck yep. your life. You die in a fire, bro. Like, seriously. <laughs> are, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Chum has his hand up. <laughs> Basically, what he said is anybody could be a willing participant. Yeah, well, fuck. An eight-year-old's willing to do just about anything if you give him a goddamn teddy bear or a fucking candy bar. We used to think this is a fucking problem. But now, apparently, you're not supposed to be scared of the goddamn creepy dude in a fucking white van giving free candy. No, it's so, uh, a fucking, fucking professor's job and tell him to write a book and teach other people how to be a fucking deviant. So fucking can we die in a so so can we go back to the end of the world scenarios now? This topic makes me wish for the end that we deserve it, that it's justifiable. I know, I know that it's a fictional movie. I know that people laugh and say that it is absurd, but I honestly think that we could really benefit as a society from the idea of a uh, of a purge. I, I hope this I mean, guy. I hope that uh, it breaks my brain when I realize that these are supposed to be leaders of education. We have allowed it. Like, think about it. Um, I made this comment the other day with a, a teacher friend of mine and uh, she agreed with me and she's like, it's, it's, it's crazy that in the entire district, she's the only conservative teacher. And she was talking about, it, she goes, cause I, I was bringing up to her that I don't think that it's a, a problem of male toxicity. I think it's the lack of masculine interaction that has created this kind of society. She told me, she goes, you realize that most people that think like you, most conservatives, most people, we don't do teaching jobs. And that's the problem. We let, we gave them a niche. We shoved them off to the side and said, nobody with any, any intelligence is ever going to believe them. And they have slowly taken to the point. They've taken over education, entertainment, everything. And to the point now, it's just in your face. You can't get fucking rid of it. All right. So with all of that bad news, uh -oh. I want, I found the clip. The, the speech that you wanted to hear. Yes. Now, I'm not going to do it as an overlay. I'm going to let you finish, Marcus. But I just, after what you're going to say, yeah. I'm going to play this because I think I'm going to make it. I'm going to leave it so that you can talk because I want to see what your reaction is in real time. All right. So go ahead. What were you going to say? What, what I was going to say is, especially in New York here, over the last couple of years, it went from people complaining because teachers were teaching for standardized tests because the standardized test affects the federal money that they get each year. So they weren't teaching a curriculum, they were teaching for a test. We went from teaching for a test to now discussing uh, uh, pronouns, sexuality, your teacher's sexuality, and all this other shit. There's a reason that our country is so far behind in education, and it's because people, like you said, people aren't taking these jobs because there's no place for them because they'll be run out because they're like fucking unicorns. You know what I mean? Uh, a a right-wing person in a teaching job is literally like a unicorn, especially uh, especially where I am. You know, it, ju it, it just is blowing my fucking mind. They're not even worried about curriculum anymore. They're worried nope. about indoctrination. 
Yep. They're teaching you what to think, not how to think. Hey, that's my line. I know. Well, it's not even your line. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> it's from the movie Serenity when they sit here and go talk to uh uh when they talk to River in the school. All right, here we go. Let me load up the video. I want to I want to see your reaction, for example. And I've lived through the last ten years. We have a a runaway presidency. We have a runaway Congress. And then I realized the entire damn government is runaway, and all they do is run me over. So at least I'll take my chances with a runaway convention when I get to show up to that, when you get to show up to that. And then maybe you can run some people over too for a change, as opposed to being a roadkill in this process the entire time. Maybe we get to go on offense for once. We are at the end of a football game. We don't know what a gender is. We don't know what a border is. We don't know what a criminal is. We don't know what a citizen is. Hell. We don't know what a doctor is right now. If your runaway bureaucratic administrative state believes that it has the power and authority to get between a doctor and a patient when a life is at stake. We don't have time anymore to work the process. We don't, there is no process anymore. We don't have time anymore to vote our way out of this. Yes, it's going to be an excellent year for Republicans this fall, but really, what have most of them done to deserve it? Other than, what did they do other than we stood here while Democrats wrecked the country? What else have they done? What is their vision? What is their plan? We can't vote our way out of this. The vast majority of Republicans that will win in November are useless other than speed bumps. We have to take this power back ourselves. We cannot outsource our citizenship any longer. The answer is us. It is now time. Our rights we will maintain, our liberties we prize. We will do this ourselves. We are at the end of the football game. You know, if you're behind in a game, halftime, end of the third quarter, even middle of the fourth quarter, the coach would be nuts to call for a Hail Mary pass, right? It is a risky play. Often it gets picked off more than it's caught. Most of the time it just gets batted down into the ground. The reason why we remember the Hail Mary passes that worked, like Tate to Holloway or Flutie to Phelan, is because they almost never work. When do you throw one of these plays? When you're at the end of the game, the clock will go zero. And you can sit around on the sidelines, you can debate with you and your assistant coaches. Is this a prudent play? Will it work? What's the percentages that will work? The clock is still ticking. The clock will go to zero. When the clock hits, that is going to happen. No matter how much you pontificate on whether this play is prudent, that clock is ticking down. It will hit zero. When it hits zero, the game is over. That's it. There's no more time for any more of your prudence, any more of your planning. The game is over. The scoreboard reads, someone won, someone lost. And that's it. Culturally, that is where we are. This is the end of the game. As they said in a movie that made a little bit of money a couple of years ago, we're in the end game now. We are in the end game now. In this last 23 months, we have seen things happen in this country that we thought was for left behind books, for really bad cheesy Christian movies that even make us cringe. It was our real life. We watched children choked out with Chinese face diapers that don't work. We're watching doctors and nurses lose their jobs because they won't take a jab that with this new Omicron variant does not work. It doesn't work. We've watched them change the names and titles and definitions of everything. What's a doctor? What's a medicine? What's an election? What's a ballot? Who's a voter? We're in the end game now. The clock, while we pontificate, and the temptation when we're in a state like ours, when we have a good governor and we have a good, and we have a good legislature for the most part, is to say, we don't need to do anything radical here. The good guys are in charge. What happens when the good guys aren't? What happens when they aren't? And as we've learned all over the country that Iowa Medical Board going after David Hartsuch, why, where did they get such ideas? From CNN, from New York, from California, from the places where the good guys aren't in charge. No, I say to the people representing us that have done a fantastic job these last couple of years, this is exactly why you need to vote for this. This is because, ultimately, you do believe in representing our interests. That's why you've done it. That's why you've done it well. That's exactly why you need to do one more thing. Return this last mechanism of power back to the people where the power ultimately belongs. Give it back to us. Civilizations end. That's why we have encyclopedias. Empires fall. That's why we have history books. You might be living through the last days of a superpower right now. And if it is, it's not like, frankly, much of this culture hasn't asked for it. However, we will not be a part of a self-fulfilling prophecy.
If that happens, it's because it's a sovereign act of God. Not the laziness of a people that were sovereign and left their citizenship at home, but instead recognized the answer is us. It is time for us to take our power back, to call this convention of the states, and then let's find out. Let's see what happens. Let's see who's better organized. I know this. You lose 100% of, of the fights where you never throw a punch. Let's throw a punch or two. Let's see what happens, because the clock is going to hit zero. It is ticking down now as we speak. When this game ends, one worldview will win, the other will lose. There will be no more time for pontifications, only obituaries. And frankly, I want the other side's worldview walking out of here on a body bag, not mine. I like politics when my side wins, not theirs. William F. Buckley used to say that he would rather be represented by 535 random names in the phone book than every member of Congress and the Senate. We're looking at how many of our churches were eager to close and not eager to reopen. Looking at how eager too many of our hospitals and medical professionals are eager to treat, 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 treat you like a lab rat or not treat you at all. Looking at how eager so many that we elect are to disregard their constitutional responsibilities, their own moral conscience. I trust the people in this room and people like you all over the country to preserve this last best hope for freedom east of Eden, and I trust any of those damn elected officials. Don't take no for an answer. Demand your power back, and then when you get it, when they call this convention, you damn well better wield it. So, what did you think? Fuck. That was right? amazing. Yeah. There's, there's so much truth so in that truth speech, in that. right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So... As we reach the end of another episode of Winter's Call podcast, I am Odin. This is Tia. And with our special guest, Marcus. Brother, it was, it was great to have you. you. Don't be a stranger. We're definitely going to have you have you on more often. I, I really appreciate it. I, and it was definitely an honor to be, uh, be on the podcast. I love it. I love it. All right. Next time we'll pick a topic that doesn't have me absolutely in apoplectic seizures. That's so what I that actually loved about it. <laughs> so okay so you've listened to us a few times where i've been angry but now you got yeah. to see me when i'm angry and it's completely I was like, different man, this camera this camera's really great on this ipad but no it's i can actually just see your veins really popping out of your head <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said i want to close out this particular episode with a very historically famous speech that after that one is the only way that I know how to close it correctly. From this day to the ending of the world, but we in it shall be remembered, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers, for he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Together we stand, divided we fall. Let's go kick some of this liberal bullshit out of our country and fucking fight. And with that, we'll see you next time. Because as bad as you may think I am, as far as you think I'm willing to go to protect that which I hold most dear, you can't possibly fathom how deep that well of mine truly goes. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.